Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and welcome to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. I'm here with my co-host, Megan Strand. Greetings. Hey, Megan. How are you today? I'm excellent. I'm excited to be here with you and with our guest today. Yeah, and we have a great guest today. Stuart Elliott, advertising columnist at the New York Times, is with us today. Hey, Stuart. Hi there. How's it going today? All right. Hey, Stuart, I have to ask you, are you, are you, I'm calling from Boston. You're not a Yankees fan, are you? I mean, you're a Mets guy, right? Uh, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to, yes, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> very painful, a very yeah. painful, yes. Yeah, we feel your pain. We feel your pain, Stuart, <laughs> here in Boston, believe me, believe me. So so that that's always a big thing is we have to kind of, you know, make sure that we don't get too many Yankee show, people on the show because it really pollutes the, the radio stream, you know, so. Wow. <laughs> I knew Tough he was going to go there. Yeah. But uh, thanks for joining us today. And let's jump right into the show. Um, earlier this week, um, you wrote an article for The Times called Seeking Success by Helping to Feed the Hungry. And it's a new cause marketing initiative. Uh, run 10 feet 10. Could you tell us a little bit about this new campaign and why you think it's so unique and special? Yeah, the uh, initiative is a uh, idea that uh, was uh, developed by Women's Health Magazine, which is owned by mm-hmm. Rodale, and they uh, presented it to uh, Unilever, mm-hmm. uh, which is a giant, the giant consumer products company that makes uh, brands like uh, Ragu and uh, uh, Soap. 2000 soap and a whole <laughs> bunch of other products, and uh, and uh, they uh, agreed to become what they call the presenting sponsor of this uh, effort, which is called Run 10, Feed 10, and the gist of it is that you enter a uh, 10K race that is going to be run in 11 cities around the country starting in uh, late September through October, mm-hmm. and I... Uh, uh, and you pay your entry money, and you get uh, a bag and uh, some other goodies. And the uh, uh, you donate some of that money goes to donate uh, to an organization called the Feed Foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea being that uh, you're uh, agreeing to run the 10K race will feed 10 hungry people in the United States. Yeah. So the effort. Uh, the effort, uh, which also includes some other uh, advertisers, uh, the effort is um, sort of um, designed to get over that hump where people say they want to help uh, causes and they want to work to uh, donate money to, to different uh, charities and such, but then they never go ahead and pull the trigger. So the idea being is that uh, on the, uh, on the uh, premise that it's hard to get somebody to go to the Feed Foundation's website in and of themselves and uh, seek it out and then go there and donate the money yep. and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. The idea is, is that you do it uh, through this uh, vehicle of, uh, of running in these, uh, in these 10K races. And it sounds like they're trying to get these people that are running the races to also fundraise, I think it was $100 as well. Is that correct? They're also asking them to, to raise money through their friend. And there's a big social media component to this with the idea being that they want you to uh, reach out to your friends. And there are going to be ways to, like, notify your friends when you mm-hmm. run, uh, when you cross the finish line. Uh, notifications will go out, like, on, say, Facebook. And the idea would be, like, all your Facebook friends find out that you have 
uh, running this race and completed it. And gee, wouldn't you like to uh, help commemorate your friend's uh, um, uh, achievement by donating uh, yourself also? So it's a very uh, it's a very elaborate uh, uh, program, and uh, these uh, these uh, cost marketing efforts are getting more and more elaborate as uh, time goes on because the uh, uh, the original first generation of them, which would just uh, uh, buy a product with, say, like a pink ribbon mm -hmm. on the package, and the maker of the product will donate a penny or a nickel or a dime to uh, yep. to uh, help fight breast cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems that they're moving on now to sort of uh, Generation 2.0 of that kind of uh, cause marketing. Yeah, and you know, and Megan and I were chatting too about this too, Stuart. In that, um, you know, the traditional model for cause marketing, when we where we see most of the success with it, is really with register programs where people are asking uh, cashiers are asking uh, shoppers to donate a dollar or what have you, or using coin canisters. Yeah, yeah. And this is really kind yeah. of different because it's what we call action triggered donations because you know people have to perform something in order for the donation to be triggered. And this seems to be becoming much more popular with bigger brands mm. very interesting that's uh, that's I hadn't heard that expression before that's a very mm. interesting uh, uh, way of, uh, of putting it uh, I think definitely another aspect of this is the idea that uh, marketers are looking for ways to freshen up uh, their cars marketing efforts and their uh, what they call purpose marketing efforts because mm -hmm. there is sort of a uh, um, more and more criticism that's coming out about these uh, efforts because of the idea that, um, you know, in an ideal world, the, the average person should go directly to the website of the fan charity of the foundation and donate directly and, uh, and make sure that 100% of the money goes right to that cause as opposed to doing it through a mechanism of buying something. And then, of course, there are people who object to it because of the idea they feel that not all the money goes to the right. charity, there are people who feel that there's like a consumerist element to this where you're uh, encouraging people to buy more stuff and fill their closets with more stuff. And uh, and um, a lot of people point out the issue like, for instance, uh, a lot of these uh, donations by marketers uh, mm -hmm. on a, a purchasing uh, basis are, mm -hmm. are capped. So mm -hmm. you, it says, uh, we'll, we'll donate a nickel for every can of corn that you buy right. uh, to, the, uh, to the Feeding Hunger group organization or whatever. And then there's tiny type at the bottom of the ad that says <laughs> up to a limit of $250,000, up to a limit right. of 500000 And it turns out that the company is spending far more advertising the right. program than they yeah. actually would be spending in making a donation to the cause. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think some of the, uh, some of the uh, excesses of this uh, uh, cause marketing have actually, uh, I don't know if a backlash is the right word, but certainly right. I think – uh, a lot of the marketers and a lot of the causes too, I think, are becoming much more thoughtful about what they're uh, what they're doing and what they're asking uh, consumers to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. One of the things I thought was interesting about this particular campaign, and I'm sure you see these across your desk very frequently. Joe and I eat, sleep, and breathe this, so we see mm -hmm. it all the time. But one of the things for me that was so interesting was that. This is a media company. This is Women's Health who put together this. I'm going to call it a platform because it's so big and so many moving mm -hmm. pieces. You know, this is a media company. And that's why it's fascinating to me because they're they're leveraging, they're creating this platform to bring in other advertisers. And Unilever, in your article, I think it said, has committed to a million dollars in advertising. And they have The Gap and Starbucks and all these other 
people. So do you think we're going to start seeing more of this, you know, these these types of media buys around a cause to, to sort of attract advertising dollars? Uh, yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, part of it is because of the idea that the media companies are uh, thinking of themselves as brands in the same way that the companies who advertise uh, yeah. with the media companies think of themselves as, as brands. So mm-hmm. you've got everybody being a brand now. So you've got mm-hmm. uh, yet another uh, uh, player in the game, so to speak, in terms of, gee, uh, it, it may not be enough for us to run the ads or run the commercials from the, the marketers saying uh, donate money to a, to a cause. Maybe the media companies are saying maybe we should be uh, taking a more direct and more active role in this. And uh, and coming up with uh, programs and then asking the marketers to, to to join with us as opposed to vice versa. Yeah, no, I think that's important too. Is you know what you're saying too is that a lot of these media companies are becoming much more sensitive to their reputation and image and see cause marketing as a way to impact that. But on the other hand, Stuart, I think this is a great opportunity for these media companies to sell through companies to these different opportunities. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it and and it sort of it reverberates in, in in many different directions. It goes up mm-hmm. and down the, the food chain. Uh, these uh, elaborate sorts of uh, promotions. So mm-hmm. uh, it is uh, it is a a very interesting uh, phenomenon to watch and to see. Uh, the big issue, obviously, of course, is are consumers uh, uh, buying this and do they uh, do they uh, are they on board with uh, mm-hmm. with this kind of uh, promotion and the mm-hmm. uh, the idea of uh, of uh, doing well by doing good and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, buying your way to uh, to uh, solving your conscience about yeah. conscience well, about uh, well, you know about what I helping think the poor, the hungry, or the the sick, or or whomever uh, the cause might be. Uh, uh, soliciting for. Well, you know what I think is interesting too, Stuart, is like a lot of the action trigger campaigns that we used to see were focused in the month of October because that was a really powerful mm-hmm. month for people to buy pink products, to buy things with pink ribbons, and of course the money went to uh, cancer causes. And I think it's interesting that we're now seeing that model kind of expand to the other 11 months of the year. And, you know, so you have other people saying, hey, there's a lot of other applicability to this. And, uh, you know, there's a connection, but it all falls on the fact, too, that consumers have to feel really strongly about the issue. And fortunately, mm. I think hunger is one of those things. Yeah. And uh, then then there's yet, you know, yet, yet there's yet another side to the, the, yeah. the third, eighth, eighth side to the coin <laughs> is you get you get you get um, uh, people sort of piling in on certain uh, uh, causes or certain organizations. Uh, hunger is one that uh, I didn't have room to write about this in the article, but there are a yep. number of uh, other uh, giant marketers who are who are uh, uh, focusing their 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 charitable their cause marketing uh, efforts on hunger. Uh, one of them is Conagra, which is a giant mm-hmm. food company. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the products like Orville Redenbacher and yep. Ready Whip and uh, and and products like that. Um, and then, of course, the, the huge number of, of marketers that uh, that uh, signed up to uh, work with the uh, Susan. Uh, uh, Susan B. Komen Foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't need to, to repeat about what uh, uh, what went on that, what happened to those folks. Mm-hmm. When they, well, you know, a lot of this stuff may re- rep- represent is to with the you know how people want to diversify their efforts a little bit more, and not be so focused on October and people like Komen, who literally has hundreds of corporate sponsors. 
Well, they did anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I still think they're doing well, what. You're, yeah, you know. Right, well, well, what oh, what you're finding now is, for instance, uh, uh, I think it was Ford Motor that used to uh, do their big, uh, uh, be a big supporter of Coleman and uh, and and uh, concentrated all their efforts there. But I think this fall, Ford is actually going to be also working with three other uh, breast cancer mm-hmm. uh, organizations to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to 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 raise donations uh, for them. Uh, so uh, people are uh, looking at uh, what they're doing and wondering if maybe they're putting all their eggs in one basket, uh, and if so, if that's a good idea or not. So you have the uh, uh, diversification in terms of causes, diversification in terms of the organizations that these marketers want to work with, the diversification of the, the media companies joining in uh, along with the marketers to uh, uh, start to do cause marketing. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, too, Stuart, is because it's uh, I think we're at a tipping point because I think in so many ways we could blow it now, too, in that, you know, a lot of the some of the bad press that we've seen on cause marketing, especially in the past year or two, is that, you know, consumers are taking a deeper look at cause marketing. And while they like it, they don't like a lot of things, too. Well, I think that uh, uh, part of that is certainly the uh, trend in the last uh, few years toward uh uh, you know, the buzzword in marketing now is transparency, and uh, mm-hmm. another buzzword is authenticity. Right. And I think people are, because of the uh, because of the ability of them to sort of uh, do their own research online now, uh, a lot of people really are uh, uh, looking uh, looking to peek behind the curtain and see uh, uh, what uh, what is it about this organization? Is it worth me uh, donating my money? I don't have a lot of money these days. I want to make sure if I am going to be donating money, it's going to uh, a good uh, to a good cause, going to the mm-hmm. right place, and then uh, the uh, the idea is that the um, the organizations are uh, finding that they need to uh, uh, be, uh, be 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 perceived by the by these uh, potential donors as as authentic in the sense mm-hmm. that uh, this is not some fly by night. We've been in this uh, we've been at this uh, fight for a while. We have mm-hmm. these credentials. Uh, or the money you donate to us will go toward X and Y and Z, and we uh, mm-hmm. we uh, we you know utilize X percent of, of of our donations to go directly to helping people as opposed to uh, uh, building a new office for the CEO of the uh, mm-hmm. charity, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've we've definitely we talked about it at the beginning of the show just the trend from more simplistic programs to something like this that's far more complex with lots of moving pieces and different partners and platforms. You've covered marketing and advertising for so long. Are there other trends that you've seen specifically in cause marketing or that you're seeing right now that, uh, I don't know, maybe make you feel more optimistic about where this field is heading? Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, as, a, as, a, as a journalist, I'm not, I'm not, it's not my place to be, you know, quote unquote, optimistic or quote unquote, pessimistic. True. Uh, my, 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 my place is to is to is to cover the the trends in marketing and and clearly cause marketing has sort of skyrocketed in the last several years from a mm-hmm. uh, very uh kind of uh off the beaten path kind of uh uh program to a to a mainstream uh marketing mm-hmm. tactic and uh mm-hmm. i think you know the very early days would be like something like the date hudson uh corporation the department store chain which is now known as target uh uh donating five percent of their uh uh, I think it was their annual uh, revenue to, mm-hmm. uh, to to charities in the cities where they had department stores, and right. that was uh, and that goes back a long way. And uh, 
Uh, they didn't. Uh, they just did it very quietly, and they didn't do a, a lot of uh, uh, publicity for it. And uh, mm-hmm. then you moved into the era of uh, of uh, buy this buy this bottle of water, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll give a nickel to to this charity kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And now I think you're seeing this uh, this next step where it's uh, uh, very multi layered with. Uh, a platform and uh, mm-hmm. donations and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and everybody gets a gets a, a gift and uh, and you involve <laughs> your friends through social media and you're uh, you're uh, you're telling uh, you're telling the world about your uh, work to help the charity and then uh, mm-hmm. the charity is communicating with the potential donors to to mm-hmm. reassure them that the, that this is a, a good thing to uh, to do to donate to them and uh, there's more of a two-way communication now than ever before so it uh, it uh, it evolves and. Uh, um it's certainly going to be interesting to see where this goes because uh you know there's been a lot of uh discussion about uh, sort of compassion fatigue and so yep. mm-hmm. the idea that mm-hmm. uh, certainly with the economy people are uh um uh, looking some people want to look after themselves as opposed to others and uh yep. uh and then say look I I wish I could donate money but I'm uh, I'm strapped myself right now uh other people it's the sometimes during hard times donations to causes actually go up rather than go down because people are beginning to to feel more uh look at their own situation and say oh gosh i'm i'm sort of scraping by but what about those poor people down the street who i saw standing in that uh line uh for 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 Mm -hmm. lunch uh, at the church Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. yesterday kind of Mm -hmm. a thing and that may actually encourage people to be more more generous uh, mm-hmm. So I think you know the circumstances of the times, plus technology and uh, and the sort of the marketing uh, uh, juggernaut that gets uh, more and more intense every year. I think all of those factors are combining uh, to really uh, uh, bring some very new and interesting trends to this field. Are you seeing any little fingers of where it might be heading? One of the things that we talk about all the time is these two silos between corporate social responsibility and sustainability efforts that tend to be more internally focused, maybe they're employee focused, and then you have the silo that is cause marketing, which obviously lives more in a marketing department typically. Are you seeing those two come together or or are you seeing that that that's a necessity in your opinion or in your experience? I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some of that, but at the same time, it, I think it is still starting to meld or blur. But at other, in other events, I think, in other cases, I think people are uh, trying to, to separate them out because, like, for instance, in the area of sustainability, then you get into the whole realm of, like, green products. Mm-hmm. And the green product isn't necessarily uh, – it's not necessarily donating money to, a, to an ecological organization, but uh, they're saying you should use a green product because it uh, – uh, reduces your carbon footprint and the company's carbon footprint and uh, mm-hmm. the ad agency's carbon footprint and uh, mm-hmm. and all of that. So uh, and then uh, a lot of people are saying that uh, I'm perfectly willing to buy a green product, but it better not cost more money than the right. than the uh, regular old polluting product uh, <laughs> yeah, right, version right. of it. And uh, uh, so you have uh, different uh, developments in that. In that, so it's 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 fascinating. And then, like I said, it's hard to say that you know A is good and B is bad or C is the new trend and D is fading away because right now a lot of different people are doing a lot of different things all at the same time. Mm. 
Well, we yeah. certainly hope they start to, to merge together a little bit, just just based on our what we see coming through. And, and I think some of the stronger campaigns have a tendency to do that. But certainly we will be interested to see how this Run 10, Feed 10 campaign pans out. Um, and we always like to tell our listeners, because we've come to the end of our show, if we can believe it already, um, but we always like to tell our listeners where they can find out more about our guests. So where can people find you, Twitter? Or, uh, Stuart, I know you are on Twitter. <laughs> I'm on I'm on numerous venues. They can they can read me. Uh, they can read my work in the New York Times print edition. They can read my work on nytimes.com. We also have a uh, a blog called Media called Media Decoder that's mm-hmm. also on nytimes.com where we have sort of uh, a concentration on uh, stories about all the different kinds of media. Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, Stuart E N Y T is my handle. And um, I think also next I'm going to be uh, printing up cocktail napkins with my uh, <laughs> my, my articles uh, printed on them and handing them out That's at, a great uh, idea. at bars and taverns and baseball uh, <laughs> stadiums uh, around the country. I think that's the next uh, branded uh, outreach I'm thinking of. You, you should do a badge, a Stuart Elliott badge. Check in your articles. <laughs> that would be, that, that's not a bad idea too. Oh. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Stuart. And Joe, where can people find you if they'd like to find out more about the wonderful Joe Waters? Of course, people can visit my blog, SelfishGiving.com, or you can tweet me at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? I'm also on the Twitters at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF, and I blog almost daily at CauseUpdate.com. And you can find Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. So on behalf of Joe and myself, we'd like to thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you again soon. 